Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lion's Den with Seth. Hopefully you're having a great, great day great day and i want to say thank you for those of you that are on right now i know that it's a football game going on and i heard the uh cowgirls cowboys are playing and they're not doing too well but whatever we're just gonna give them give them some positive vibes and just glad that y'all are here with us today all right because you could have been anywhere but you're right here so we appreciate that so take some time out share 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 this because this is going to be a great great show and if you're watching this on facebook make sure you go to stream y'all dot com forward slash facebook so your comments can be seen for everybody in the world to see and also to make sure that you are following us okay at facebook.com forward slash the lions cast all right the best podcast this side of the mississippi trust me i know and and that's all you need to know right on but anyway before we go into the show of course we got to get the den in like we always do around this time so what's going on big will how you feeling bro what's going on big dog what's up what's going on big dog another day in the den that you see always representing looking forward to another great show hey what we do mentorship positive vibes and a little num num juice occasionally but we got some good stuff for everybody today so stay tuned that's right that's right and those of y'all that don't know it's whatever it is that you put in your cup to make you feel good but keep you on the right path you get what i'm saying we want to encourage you to have a good time and and to lean but never fall all right because we might not be there to pick you up hey big herm how you feeling brother bro it's been a crazy (laughs) hectic busy busy day good good just chilling watching football, but I'm not. So it is what it is. It is man, what it is. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to this show. As y'all can see, I'm repping from my from my girl today. That's going to be on the show to talk to us. You know what I mean? Um, I'm really interested in this show because I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about this position until right now. So I'm, I'm interested to see what she's got to say about it. You know, saying why why we should care about it and whatnot. And, and go from there. All right. All right. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, who he's talking about is Miss Chelsea Camp, and she is running for the city clerk position in Tennessee, but Montgomery County. Okay. So I want y'all to give her a nice round of applause for Miss Chelsea. All right. All right. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. So welcome to the den. And, um, Thank you for being here and taking out the time of your your weekend to help educate us on what it is that you're running for and what that entails. So what you got for us? Okay, so I am currently running for the circuit court clerk position in Montgomery County, Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Good. So what so what does that what does that entail if you if you can? So the circuit court clerk is the head clerk of the juvenile courts, general session court, and circuit courts. So she is the supervisor. She's the elected official who's the supervisor from the point where you start any litigation to the back end where you need to receive documentation or records from that. If you have anything from an adoption, a divorce, down to a minor traffic violation, you would go to the court's clerk's office to get information about that. They are also the people who are within the court room who are typing and uh, making sure it's accurately 
uh, documented what is going on in the court so it can be stored into the records. They also do the processing. They do um, all the coordination throughout the different courts from scheduling the judges, different things they have going on to scheduling what services offered. They also are in charge of facilitating expungement clinics within the community. Wow. That's a whole lot. And so you're running for, to do all of that. I'm running to do all of that and in its fullness. Oh, wow. My goodness. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's what we're going to be talking about today and get your pencils and paper ready because the goal of this uh, is to understand what you can do. And those of you that are out there that are in the military, prior military, she too was in the military. So this is some information that may be beneficial for you or a friend and how you can continue to serve okay big herm what you got bro hey chelsea so i see we jumped right into the position but let's jump into you you know and let's talk a little bit about you and uh where you're from and how you came about to do this let's give the people some background on you okay well i'm originally from baltimore maryland that's where i was born i got to clarksville tennessee in about 1995 i am the child of um soldiers so we stayed here for my dad's uh, my stepdad's duty station I grew up here and then I went to, I joined the army from here. So when I joined the army, I left, I did a lot of things. And then when it was time to get out, I came back here. Throughout my time in the army, I was, I started as a fueler. So that's what I did every day. But by the end of my service, I was the NCOIC of the behavior health clinic on Fort Campbell. I had about, at one time, seven clinics, but we had about 10 altogether of staff from outpatient care, intensive, uh, intensive outpatient care. We were also in the process of building an inpatient care facility on Fort Campbell. And I coordinated a lot of services for psychiatric and psychological care. Um, once I got out, I went ahead and got my degree. I, have a, I went to Austin Peay State University and I have a bachelor's degree in leadership. That is my calling, that is what I do naturally. So for me, I wanted to back up my experience with just a little bit of paperwork so people understood. I know what I'm saying. Even if you didn't know before, you would know afterwards. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So That's I dope. guess today I am the director of development for Butterfly Moments, which is a women's recovery center here in Clarksville. We help women um, drug and alcohol abuse and leaving their prison system. So we coordinate uh, their release as well as coordinate re resources within the community to give them a second chance here in Clarksville or whatever community they're going to return to. First off, what's going on, Miss Chelsea? How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing Hey, good. I'm glad that you spoke about leadership because Lord knows we need it in more places than not. So as it relates to leadership, who was influencing you to want to do what you're striving to do right now? And better yet, how big of an imprint do you plan to make and what you're trying to do? Who influenced me? I'm stuck. I have two answers for that. Uh, I'm the child of an addict. So in the process of my life, I've had the opportunity to experience leadership from multiple women. And that groomed me to be a, uh, to well receive different leaderships, but as well as the women I came across when I left the military. And I'm currently a part of Manifest Magic Black Girl Cooperative. That's where I really got my hands dirty in this is where you're needed. Um, our goal, our mission in Manifest Magic is the social, economic, and political advancement of black women. Because if we can heal us and make us better, it empowers us to be better within the fullness of the communities that we live. So learn, you know, being around those women, they helped me to be better, which helped me to be a better asset to the community. And my end goal, 
I plan to do this job to its fullness. I plan to excel. But my end goal is to empower the generations after me. I want somebody else to see me and say, I didn't know I could do that. I want to go do that. Great. Great. That's awesome. And it's very, very noble, very noble of you. So, ladies and gentlemen, those that's listening on the den, let us know if you got any words, some comments and, and anything for Miss Chelsea. Let us know that you're here. All right. Let us know that you're here and you're alive and that that you're picking up these jewels that she's putting down. So what before we go into the next part, of course, we got to take a time out for our sponsors. OK, so taste, uh, take a second and give us a minute to really focus on them. And the first individual we have right now is Miss Tracy Brown. So those of you that are struggling with your credit, okay? Even if you know your credit isn't right, but you don't want to talk about it, it's okay. Give Tracy Brown a call. Her number is 618-560-3687. So she too has continued to serve and continuing to serving, meaning that she retired in the military air force to be exact. And her focus is making sure individuals are financially literate. Do you understand? Because it's one thing to use money to get things, but it's also another thing to use money to make more money. So I highly encourage you give her a call again. Tracy Brown, her number is 618-560-3687. Okay. Give her a call now, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. So what was it? Okay, what was the pivotal point in your life when you said, okay, I want to be a leader and not just be a leader, but I want to focus my education on that leadership? It was just an accumulation of people calling me bossy and always putting me in the front, even when I didn't want to. Uh, People have always naturally, you know, followed me or I'm going to do this because Chelsea did. Chelsea said this and I'm like. Okay, you know, at at first it was a lot, but then I realized that's just what I have a knack for because my leadership style isn't so, isn't harsh, it's direct, but it's compassionate. And once I realized really that, that everyone just doesn't have that, I realized I needed to dig deep, find out how to strengthen the parts that I wasn't so sure about and really just go with the flow of what I did do with these. Now we're getting this together, go ahead. So basically, I wanna know, you said you did some time in the army, right? I'm so sorry you didn't join the Air Force. Hey, Army, I still got love for you. But what did the Army teach you that you now can say made you a better person? What did you take away from it? Because what I want to kind of get out here is the influence and the positive direction that the military can have on individuals that are from certain areas with certain mindsets. Can you speak to that? Yes. The military taught me the, the, the depth that uh, maintaining your bearing and um, having professionalism, how far that that could take you. Because you can be very knowledgeable in a, in a subject, but if you don't have what it takes to put aside certain personal aspects or um, self-serving ideas, then you won't go far and you won't affect too many. So really just, you know, maintaining my bearing and staying focused on what the actual mission was and not getting caught up to the things to the left or the right. Not saying they didn't matter, but, you know, accomplishing one thing at a time. Wow. See, now that's huge. That's huge because individuals don't know that if you or I'm not going to say they don't know, but it seems as though they forget that when you're in a position to lead. 
right? You're still serving others. It's not, hey, I need you to do this for me, but it's what can I do for you? And you utilize your position to move things out the way so individuals can do their job. So that's great. That's real good. So tell us a little bit more about your nonprofit organization, the nonprofit organization and how it correlates to what you learn from the army. So with my nonprofit, um, it really, so working in behavior health, I had to, I, because I was a few at first, I came in as an NCL, but for me, it was important to make sure I knew what I would have learned as a private. So I made sure I learned to work everywhere from the front desk all the way up to what my OICs did. I wanted to be, you know, knowledgeable in each situation. And that really just gave me an understanding of case management as well as even though you may have seen a certain title or situation before, the outside factors such as relatives or the job setting and things, that could make a major difference. That helps me in working with women because, again, they may have gone to prison for one thing or they may have the same drug of choice. But, again, if one has children, depending on one's background, one's age, it, they need a certain level, a different level of involvement, but they all need a standard level of care, right? So no matter how your situation differs, if I make sure that I lead with knowledge and compassion because I need to educate people into change. I can't change you, but if I teach you, I can give you all the tools and, you know, being there with you. If I stand by your side, I teach you first, and then I watch you apply. And whenever you don't, I can't apply, I'll be right there. And that's something, being in the military, um, even once people received, you know, uh, their knowledge or their therapy, they could come back and say, well, I need help in this area. We have support groups or different type of therapies that they could get. Mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. That's dope. That's dope. So what type of, I guess, stress or I wouldn't say stress. How about uh, barriers that you had to overcome in order to see your nonprofit manifest into what it is today? Is it was it more of individuals that was in the way or was it uh, mindsets? What would you say? I think it's it's an even balance of both because anytime you want to start something, you have the idea and you have the passion, but there's always going to be fear. So overcoming that as well as I'm, I'm a part of a two-person team, so my mom, we work together. She's actually the founder of Butterfly Moment. And because we are opening this in a community in which we found these barriers in the beginning, right, this issue we had comes from our family. So my mom is our first butterfly. And it's about, you know, making sure no other woman has to go through what she went through when she was in a similar situation. So sometimes the barrier is people have familiarity with her and they want to, again, give her that lesser level of service or lesser respect than if I would walk in and they don't know me to be connected with her, then they give me something different. So definitely um, breaking down the barrier of we're going to do this with your help or without it and, you know, doing that passionately but without arrogance, you know, not uh, not bragging of anything, but it's such a need. We don't have time to get caught up in the particulars of other people's feelings. We have to make sure that we're providing all the connected resources, all the help, all the advocacy that we can, because this drug and alcohol abuse, they're not going away. We would love to make, you know, just disappear, but it's not right now. And it's currently affecting too many generations for us to ignore it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know you spoke a little bit. I know we spoke a little bit about how you have to 
carry yourself. Okay, when it comes down to differentiating between being angry at a situation and communicating in a way that your emotions does not cloud your intent. So for those of the for those of our uh, listeners that are interested, if not running for a position, but they are struggling with that, right? Because that that persona or that stigma of being an angry black woman or just an angry man. Like, watch this. This, this is my, my, my resting scoob face. Okay. Now, somebody else may feel, hey, he got an attitude. He got a problem. But that's not the case. I may be thinking or I may can smell crap. You feel me? So, but uh, I have to work on that myself. So that's my own vice. But what type of... Uh, what type of hints or what type of uh, strategies do you use? I take advantage of having the playbook, you know, because I've already been told so many stereotypical things about myself that don't apply. I definitely take note of them. I could buck the system that I'm just going to be me, but that doesn't help get me into the room. You know, so if I know that this is how I'm perceived, I'm cautious in making sure that I'm authentic, but also well-read. So being aware of my body language, being very particular with my vocabulary, for sure. I always make sure that when I speak, I speak in a way that the least, the person with the least amount of education in the room can understand, because I don't want to speak over anyone's head. I want to speak in a way that I'm well understood on all levels. If someone who has more education, more experience, with like deeper conversation, we can have that offline. But when I'm speaking, I'm speaking for everyone in the room, for no one to be left out. So where the goats can get it. I get yeah. you. Right. And and that's key because there's individuals that feel as though I need to let you know how much I know so that I can create my I guess my my uh, the aura that I know what I'm talking about. Like I'm certified because I'm going to use all of these terms and let you know how well read I am. But maybe that's not the individual that you need to connect to. That is the decision maker. Right. Or the gatekeeper, if you will. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Chelsea Camp on and she's helping us understand not only the position that she's running for and what that entails as far as the uh, the circuit court clerk, but also also how to maneuver in the room. Okay, and so we're going to get back to that here shortly. But of course, we got to take another pause for the cause. So y'all stand by. Stay tuned. We'll be right, right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building generational wealth through home ownership while providing exceptional service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get individuals into a home. Mention you heard this ad on the Lion's Den with Seth and get a $500 rebate from Monique at closing. After servicing in the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network 
so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. and your referral will get a special gift card from Monique. If you're in the San Antonio area or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Her number is 210-237-7268. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Yo, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Lion's Den. I am Seth, and we are back with Miss Chelsea Camp and Herm. You good, Herm? Yeah, man. I'm a little late, latency issues over here, but I think I think I got it. No, it ain't. You know what it is? It's that damn T-Mobile, and we know it. All man, right, I, say I, what it is. Rising over here. Can you hear me now? No, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, man. Look, glad you're back. Go ahead. What what question you got for Miss Chelsea? Hey, Chelsea. So I know you've got a couple of debates under you, right? And we've seen that debacle that was the presidential debate. I, I watched your debates like that. But what I want to know from that experience, what did you learn about yourself? In the debates, I think I've been in three so far, and they've all varied. In the first one. I got overtalked, so it definitely taught me to go hard the first time because you may not get a second. The second one, um, I went and I gave it my all, and I feel like that was my best one. And my third one, I just learned to not um, really not get caught up in other people's responses. A lot of my facial expressions were very easily read in this uh, in the final one, and that was it threw some people off. But I'm, I'm authentic, and I tell people that I'm still learning, you know, po- poker face things. That's not really my strength, but I, I definitely like to lead with transparency and authenticity so that people understand I'm, I'm giving you what I got. You know, sometimes I, I'm, I'm human, right? So in humanizing the offices that I want to work for, I remind people I'm a human as well. And I just really need to work on my facial expressions, not to be so reactive. Anyway. You know, so Herm, Herm be talking to me about that low key, right? He's like, yo, man, your face, you, all my good friends, right? They will let me know when my face say what my mouth don't. And I, I love that. I really do love that because that means that that's a part, that's someone that's on your team. Because sometimes 
people be talking so much cash money shit and you know it like you feel it you're like yo this is some crap like what you really gonna say this in front of me not like i don't know that you're lying so you gotta say okay right on and keep it pushing but in this inside i'm like yo and i know it has to be hard i know it has to be hard here i am still trying to work on it do you know and ladies and gentlemen y'all probably don't know this but i'll tell you anyway i got an alarm on my phone it goes off about six times a day to remind me to smile Ain't that crazy? Listen, I love life. I love being here and I love myself. But to the outside, they think people have this thought process that I'm mad, I'm disgruntled, like I'm going to get up and slap them. I might want to, but my face shouldn't show that I am. You get what I mean? So we have to be cognizant of how we come across, especially, especially if we're in a room with decision makers. Right. And I think it's hard for individuals that are um, not from where you are currently are at and you don't understand the nuances of how to maneuver. And so all you have is your name and your face, you see. So what or have you ever been in a situation where that came back to bite you in the butt, your facial expressions while you were trying to run for this uh, position? Absolutely. I get messages all the time. Well, I saw you and you just looked bothered. Well, and I'm not bothered at all. I'm really just thinking, breathe. It's okay. You've got this. But, you know, or I give someone that says, um, where I've read someone else's facial expression and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not giving them my information. And then I, I dig deep and I say, you have to because you want to serve everybody. And I go and they were absolutely excited to meet me. So that could have been a vote I missed. Or that could have been an influential person that I overlooked because of my own perception or um, my own thoughts. So, yeah, it definitely, it's a gray area. I try to tell myself, breathe, smile, slow down. You're right. Because sometimes, listen, we can close the door before we even knock. You get what I'm saying? And and, and you your facial expressions, just your energy, your perceived energy. Keep in mind, this is all perception. But that's part of the game. And you have some individuals that want to play the game, but their way, but sit back questioning, well, why this didn't happen to me or why this didn't happen for me? What didn't you do? You understand? It's part of that equation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And shout out to those out there that's on. What's going on, Phil? Hopefully everything is good with you and your family and, and everybody else that's watching the den. Right now we have Miss Chelsea Camp, ladies and gentlemen. She's on, not just talking about the position that she's running for in the Montgomery County in uh, Tennessee, but also how to be who you need to be for what you want. You understand? And, and that, that that's great. That's real good stuff. Big Will, what you got, man? Chelsea, I will say that people that are in key positions have the conflict of people perceiving them to be sellouts because they act accordingly or carry themselves with such grace and respect. How do you channel that with people that tend to be negative with you because you have that emotional intelligence and discipline to be who you need to be without sacrificing yourself? Mm. I take every opportunity to, to be a teacher, but also to remember I'm not responsible for where you are. Now, I can bring you to where I am or where I'm going, but I'm not responsible for what you do with it. So I just make sure that I be the example that I want to see. I also make sure that I remind myself to never treat someone based on where they are. 
um, often, you know, for especially women, so I'm in Manifest Magic in that group, and often some of the women will say, well, such and such is ghetto, or she's like this. We were all once somewhere, and had other people only treated me like that was the only place I could be, I would have never gotten anywhere else. So I'm mindful of where someone is right now is not there forever. And um, also, you know, I've made sure to place myself in rooms with people that other people feel are unattainable. <laughs> so I make sure I do, you know, a lot of community service in that. I want to be around decision makers. I want to be around tree shakers so that I am comfortable and I can learn that they are just human. Because once I can see that, then I can be that. And that's really just my goal um, overall. Message. Listen, are y'all getting what she's saying? If you want to be around those decision makers and those tree shakers, that's a new one. I'm going to take it because it ain't covering. Listen, what are you doing or not doing if you say you want to be in a room, y'all, ladies and gentlemen? So check it out. So Miss Danielle Brown, shout out to you, ma'am. She says, where does your body of work stand for itself besides people prejudging you based off of your facial expressions? It's about getting to know the person. So I understand and we've had um, extensive conversations about that. And it's unfortunate that sometimes those individuals that see that facial expression, they already prejudge you and you don't even give uh, give you. You're not given a chance to say, hey, this is who I am. Look, I'm I'm cool. And not just that, I've been cool. And we have more in like than dislike. Yeah, you understand? So have you ever had that situation where a person prejudged you first and was like, you know, she walk around always looking mad like she got a problem. And then they finally got a chance to meet you and learn you and understand you. They said, well, you know what? I thought you was a little bitch before, but I'm wrong. Has that ever happened? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've come across some people when I was a soldier, you know, and then they catch me somewhere else and they're like, wow, I really thought you were this way. No, but my demeanor was very uh, respective to my position. I, I didn't work in a field where I could be overly friendly um, in, in certain situations or I couldn't be just certain things based on the staff that I had. Because at one point I had a really young staff, like my soldiers were maybe like 18, 19, and 20. And crossing that line of being their friend would have really, when I needed to be in a position of leadership and say, hey, go do this. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You know, it made it a sticky area. I really just respect it. I try to be patient. Be patient and give people the grace that I want to be given. So I don't take it to heart. If there's something I've actually done, I don't mind apologizing. Like a sincere, I apologize if that's what I gave you. Um, you know, and I'm even willing to hear what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Because how I feel like, I, like what is it, like intent and actions, Sam, sometimes they don't match. So an opportunity to see what my intention was and then get the action that was received, I'll take that, and it can only make you better. Now, I don't carry a bag of, well, she said this, and he said that. Some of that, you know, everybody has an opinion. But the things I can use, the things that are constructive, the things that are even, if more than one person says it, too, you know, it's like, hey, all right now. Hey, <laughs> look, if more than <laughs> you know? one, but listen, everybody ain't lying. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You look, sometimes you are the common denominator, and it's okay. But like me and Herm would have conversations about that. If you being a common denominator is bothering you, 
are you willing to make that change? Because there's some people that say, yo, this is how I am. This is how I'm going to rock. Okay. But understand the ramifications of how you rock it. You see? But now if you want something in return, don't forget how you're rocking. You, you get what I mean? So what you got, Herm? Hey, look, I, I know what, what you got going on back there, but it's okay. Don't trip. It's all good. Lord. Look, hey, look. Hey, you got girls in the house, bro. They got to run around. It's all good. Check this out. Chelsea, um, you know, me being from Clarksville, me being a Facebook friend or whatnot and, and seeing how you move, I've noticed that uh, it, it appears to me that you have a lot of support here in the community. Um, honestly, I never even heard of this position until you. Um, and now I see these signs all over the place. It could be I just never really paid attention to it, or it could be you're really going super hard for that disposition. How do you feel like your support is in this community, and are you surprised by the amount of support you've been getting? I feel like my support is showing out. <laughs> I am absolutely, I'm, I'm appreciative, but every time I go somewhere, someone's like, I go to introduce myself again because I want a standard level. So every time I treat somebody like they don't know me, hey, I'm Chelsea. And so if people say, I already know who you are and I'm already voting, it takes me back because now everything I was going to say is gone. And <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, I had a woman tell me Saturday, I already read your bio, I've already uh, watched your videos. And then she went on into questions. That never gets old, but it's, it's uh, humbling. It's humbling. You know, because people don't have to rally behind me. The the person who served in this position before me had been there since 1994. So to be the person coming after her to fill those shoes, and my actual opponent was her deputy and has been there for 24 years. You know, but again, one of my major issues is the transparency within that office and the community outreach. There's no reason why we don't know what you do. Our dollars pay your salary, and we don't know who you are. When I'm having substantial conversations, all you have for me is your resume. Well, I've been here, and this is what I've done. I never saw you at my school. I never, when I was going to the college prep programs here, nobody ever told me that this is what I needed to get to your position. And it, it, it really, to see the people who are saying, you know what, I thought that was a problem, but I never said anything. That puts the, man, that fuels my fire. Because I want to make sure the people, the children after us know, these are entry-level positions. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna tell you how real that is because you know I was buying my house out here in Parksville, and as I'm buying my house, the, the person I'm dealing with is like, "Hey, so you voting for Chelsea?" I'm like, well, I'm, <laughs> "That's that's that's how that I mean that's the level of support she's getting from these people, man." I want to give a shout out to them, and it speaks volumes to you about you to me. You know, what I mean, I already knew who you were and whatnot, but. But the way that the city is riding for you for this position, man, really speaks volumes to you because they're not going to back you if you didn't have any substance behind you. And, and you know what? That's dope, too. You know, and this goes out to everyone out there that is interested in the position. Know what your why is, okay? And not being afraid to communicate that. Hey, this is why I want to do this because we are all in this together, essentially, right? But this is how it's affecting me. So let me bring what I can to this to help change that. So, no, that's great. That is real good to have that support. Will, what you got, man? Miss Chelsea, I commend you. Uh-oh. On inclusiveness. Hold on. What is going on? Years old. Yeah, you sounding bad, bro. <laughs> Try it again. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's all. Right. Look, how about this? Type it. 
right on, and then I'll read it. That's good. That's all right. That's all. Hey, hey, it happens. It happens. Hey, what's my facial expression saying? <laughs> so if I can, yes. I'd like to say, you know, one thing I've had to make sure is that I, um, I didn't wait until I wanted to run for something to serve. So a lot of people uh, may not know me in this capacity, but they know me because they've seen me at their children's school. They know me because they saw me feeding the homeless. They know me because they saw me advocating or uh, silently protesting or doing something for someone in need. I think that's a major part of before you get involved in anything, you know, just be aware of what you're involved in. Don't ask for a level of support that you weren't willing to give. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, that speaks volumes, not just for her position, but positions, period. Okay, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, think about the individuals locally. All right. We're not going national or federal, just local, if you will. Look at local positions and individuals that's running. Do you know them? If not, why? Hold on. Don't hold yourself accountable. Right. Because sometimes we want to be uh, keyboard warriors and Facebook mobsters, you see. And then now, now we're trying to get and talk about, well, look, I don't see you do this and this. Are you even doing it? Watch this. Are you at the bank when I'm at the bank? No. You get what I'm saying? So what's really going on? That's one side of it. But the other side, get out and see what these individuals are doing. And then don't forget, they are serving you. So hold their feet to the fire. You understand? Now, what do you think about that, Chelsea? I think um, for me, I absolutely want my feet held to the fire. But I'm um, definitely understanding that in order to hold my feet, you got to hear me talk about what I'm supposed to do. So if it, if it requires people to get educated, I'm all in. Because I'm not, I have no intention, let me be clear, of being a career politician. This yeah. is just to open the door to get other people in because th these are positions for us. And when I say us, I mean my age, I mean my gender. In our local community, we are most diversified by age. We have so many people who move here, who stay here, who retire here, who grew up here. So uh, I think, what are we like, the, within the top five places to, to live in the nation? So, you know, we need to diversify these spaces where people are making the decisions. And um, if you don't see, if you've never seen the person serving, that's a problem. If they get paid and you don't know what they do, that's a problem. If you go in somewhere and they treat you like you're a burden to them, that's a problem. You should never go in any place of service and be treated like you shouldn't be there. Um, I referred to McDonald's in one of my last debates, and I said, you know, McDonald's is going to upset you. They're going to say, would you like to make that a large? Would you like a cookie? You know, can I interest you in an apple pie? Our services and our political um, figures should be doing the same thing with whatever they oversee. So when you come into the clerk's office and you've paid your fines, you should, they should say, hey, um, now that all your things have been paid, you can get this expunged off your record. Would you like to do that? Or they should say, I noticed that you took care of some things or you're about this much short of taking care of some things. In a second, you'll be able to get your voters' rights restored. Come back in and I can tell you how to do that. Or they should give you information, incentivize the, the services they, that they have. You know, it shouldn't be a cloud over the courthouse like, oh, I don't want to go there. I hate it down there. No. I go to the courthouse every Tuesday and volunteer, and I love it. You know, it, it, it is everything to me to be there for somebody while they go through something. And, um, you know, we just have to make sure, like you said, accountability. Where are you? What are you doing? 
Wow, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all not picking up these jewels, I don't know what you're doing with your life, okay? And look, if you have any questions and, or statements, please give us a call. The number is 618-792-6747. The lines are open, right on. But yo, uh, Will, you got your stuff situated, bro? Or you just go sit there? Can you hear us? Oh. Let's see, my check, my check. Nope, nope, that ain't it, bro. We, we just got the, no, no, hell, hell no, nope, that ain't it. He got me ready to go pay a speeding ticket, man. Huh? <laughs> just to find out, just to find out what else I can do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, seriously, seriously, no no joke, man. That, that, that makes a lot of sense because... You have individuals that avoid going downtown to the courthouse because they're like, oh, shit, now, I wonder if they go find out what I did in the 80s. Look, what are you doing? You get what I'm saying? You don't know what you can do and the resources that's available for you, right? So these are public servants to help you get your life in order, okay? So don't 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 feel a way about them. What you got, Herm? What else you got? Hey, so you said that you don't plan on being a career politician and you just you, you want to open doors for other people. So after this, what, what do you future for? The future for me, um, to speak life into others, I really, I, one of my main parts of my platform is really the community outreach. So I intend, and I said this in my debate too, regardless of if I'm elected or not, I'm going to be at the schools letting people know as soon as you turn eight, 18 and you can register to vote, you can also uh, serve. You can become a city councilman or woman. You can become a county commissioner. You can do things within the state, local government, and you don't have to do anything. You know, people, there's this this older standard, I guess, of you have to go and get a political science degree. No, you don't. There are other experiences in your life that are valid. So I want to take off the veil and really get, um, diversify these different thought processes the same way they stopped pushing college and started pushing technical, you know, paths. I agree. I appreciate with that. I agree with that. And I appreciate that. But also, everybody's not going to move away from the home and join the military. We need some people who are from here, wherever here he is, but from here and invested in here to help build the cities and the communities to keep the resources connected. And that's really what I want to do. Wow. That's extremely noble. That's extremely right. noble, you know, because the individuals don't know. They don't know that they hone in or they have those valuable resources that they can put into use that other individuals can use as being beneficial. You, you get what I mean? And and it's unfortunate that the local government, if you will, is not publicized as much. You see, so people focus on what's on TV right now. And mm-hmm. and I really do believe individuals are, we can be honest, we're lazy, okay? We're lazy when it comes down to doing our own research to finding out what's going on in my own backyard. You worried about something that's going on thousands of miles away and who this one person is or these two, but you got seven or eight of them that's, that can ultimately affect your family directly. You understand? And, and, and it's unfortunate. What do you think about that? I think that? that's because I don't want to say we're institutionalized, but just in our education system, that's kind of how we're groomed, right? Um, they tell us the, this is what you need to know. Nothing more, nothing less. So it kind of changes our mental process. And kids, young people are impressionable. I know 
Had I been informed with more information at 18, I'd be way further along now. So I definitely want to go back and catch those kids and tell them, you have a chance. Uh, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a lawyer. Those things are fantastic and we need you. But we also need upstanding uh, business owners in the community who want to serve on boards in the community to make sure, you know, things are connected or resources are evenly distributed. We want to, you know, whatever it takes to get those people informed, because no one's more invested in the city than the people who are from there. Transplants can come, they can like a place, but when you've been there for a while and you've seen the good and the bad, nobody can tell you about that place. And I feel like those are the people we need running the place, not people who just, well, I'm good at making decisions or I'm invested financially. It's not that. It's never about that. See, see, and and I appreciate that because those those types of individuals, they see an opportunity and they grab onto it, but they have no intentions on not just doing something with it, but with the end goal, which you alluded to earlier, the end goal is getting individuals in to keep this fresh and to keep it moving. Because what happens is when archaic individuals are in the same situation, they, they tend to think archaic. When everything else is around them and outside of them, that's changing. This isn't changing because what they're doing is um, they're continuing the, I guess, the machine that worked for them. Yes. So I often tell people, you know, um, in order to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. But the, on the back end of that is you don't gauge your leadership on how much people like you. I gauge mine on how many other leaders I created, you know, mm -hmm. and, and maybe not created, but, you know, groomed, facilitate. Because some people just have it, some people don't. They need you to tell them or show them you know, talk against those things that people told them were negatives and empower them that that's beneficial. You just use it this way. You, you um, change it a little bit to suit this area. And I really don't want people to, if they understand my leadership or they enjoy my leadership style, that's cool. But I'm worried about grooming, growing, empowering more leaders and not like me, just people who want to lead, who in service is their goal. There's no better leader than one who wants to serve because they will make sure that it happens in its fullness. Damn, man. The intent just, is what's important. The intent behind it. Yeah, not just leading, you know, who looks like me or who has the lifestyle that I have. I want to lead and speak and advocate for everyone. I often tell people, you know, I'm endorsed by my local Demo uh, Democratic Party, and I appreciate that. But... When I see a young woman or a young man who's a Republican, hey, let me tell you what this office should do. I don't want to take your vote, but I do want to let you know what to expect from whoever you're electing into that spot. You know, we have to let go of only helping the brother or the sister who looks like us because we'll, we'll be raising children in a world that continues to be divisive. We have to see the bigger picture, see outside of ourselves, because if you don't, then you'll be wondering, well, why don't I know anybody who doesn't look like me? Or why can't I get around people who don't look like me? Well, how often are you there for someone? See, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad you said that because a lot of times we are our we are our own hindrance, if that makes sense, right? Because you want a certain thing, but you're not willing to do what it takes to get that. And that may be 
if you expect your environment to change, there's times when you have to put the right things in your environment so that it can change, right? So that means not just having different conversations, but having individuals in a room that don't look like you. And that's good. That's good. It shows that you know what you're talking about and you believe what you're talking about. And the stance that you're on, either red or blue, is not conditional, Meaning that you're saying what you have to say for everyone because you're there being a servant for everyone. So that's real dope. So hold on. Now watch this. Hold on. We're about to give uh, Will a chance. Okay, uh, Will. Okay, we're going to do this one more time. And hey, if not, we're getting your ass out, bro. We're going to do this next week for you. Are you ready? Let's see. I don't like that. I don't like that attitude. Right okay, now. good. Hold on. Let me give you that. There you go. <laughs> Woo, yo, ladies and gentlemen, this boy sounds like somebody. Go ahead, bro. What you got? <laughs> so when we talk about alternative measures, I went and typed my question up to make sure my voice is heard. So Miss Chelsea knows that she's in the building. But what I really wanted to speak to was with your passion for influence, can you share some of your methods that you use to connect with the youth today to show them the importance of their voice and showing them their possibilities and or capabilities in life? To show them the importance, I definitely advocate for things that don't apply to me, you know, or mm. so I make sure Saturday I was at a thing for disabilities awareness. I often, I won't say complain, but I just use the word advocate because I make sure to speak on behalf of some that may not be able to speak or, you know, highlight issues or changes that can be made that can benefit people who aren't in position to request those things. I also empower people. I stand behind and I am supportive. <laughs> I enjoy in my, um, since leaving the military, I have the luxury to just go and be places for people not to be paid, just to be there for them. And I think amplifying people's numbers, amplifying people's work, that really influences change and the mind of servicehood, you know? If I come up and give to you for nothing, you're more likely to give to someone else. And, um... I'm learning that. Like I said, I put myself in certain rooms. So I joined my local Rotary Club. I've joined the local Red Cross here, the American Red Cross here. I've also joined uh, what is like um, I, the places here that feed the homeless. Or again, I told you I'm a, a, matter, a Montgomery County Veterans Treatment Court mentor. So I make sure to do that. And I just try to be around people who I have a lot in common with but also those who I don't so that I can empower them so that I can share my story because often in certain crowds, people may not like your demographic, but they like you. So I have to kind of break that barrier and show them the truth in that situation and open their eyes so, you know, there's more people who look like me, but also act like me too. So you don't have to have a favorite one. You could just break that mental barrier and learn something new in all. Damn. Go ahead, all girl. You see what I'm saying? And that is the key. And and I'm going to get to you, Herm, but this I want to throw this out there. There are individuals that are struggling with having conversations, okay? Mm-hmm. They're struggling with having conversations because of how it makes them feel. Now, two things, okay? It goes both ways. A, me being the sender, I need to understand my audience and what it is that I'm trying to uh, not just receive, but the outcome, if that makes sense. So I need to be cognizant of what my words can do, because my 
just my makeup alone, just the way I look can turn individuals in opposite way just because I don't look like the way that they look, if you understand what I'm saying. Now, on the flip side, individuals that receive what it is that I'm trying to say, they have to have a level of accountability to say, I'm willing to listen, not Mm -hmm. debate. I'm willing to listen, not justify. And that within itself is very hard, but it's worth it because as soon as you crack that, if you understand, as soon as you crack that, that means that you now have a potential ally versus somebody else that you have to prove that A, B, C, D is what everybody know it is. If you understand what I'm saying. So I just want to throw that out there for those that may be struggling with what's going on today and how to connect with individuals that don't look like you, because you can cut yourself off. If you will, by saying, you know what, I'm not going to talk to this individual because they're not going to understand my plight. You don't know that. What you got, Herm? So, Chelsea, we talked about the support you were getting. I want to. I want to talk about the flip side of that. Um, obviously, I mean, you're running. Um, not everybody is going to support you. Not everybody's going to back. What is the most surprising thing that you found here in Clarksville when it comes to maybe something negative? when it comes to you running for this office. Now, now, if you don't, if you can't talk about it or you want to wait till you get to the position to then talk about somebody that was acting funny, then we can do that later. I mean, it's a real life issue. I, I had a lady the other day, she asked me, as I knocked on her door to hand her her stuff, she just asked me flat out, well, what party are you a part of? And I said, ma'am, I am endorsed by the Democratic Party, but... That does not restrict my thinking or my ability to um, meet the standard. So if you would hear me out, I can explain where I'm coming from. And she did hear me out, but this lady was about 65 years old, maybe 70. And we went 15 seconds in before she let me know how she felt about the blacks. And I just had to... Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let you know about the who? How she felt about the blacks. And I could have, you know, I, I was taken back, but... I've taken history class. I've researched. She's from a a generation where that was an acceptable thing to say, and she may not have meant to offend me. So do I lose focus of educating, leading, being the change I want to see? Do I lose that focus to build my ego and tell that lady, don't talk to me like that. That's absolutely out of line. It's, you can't change everybody, but you can definitely break through. You know, you can break through. She's been in an era where, you know, I don't know where she came from. You know, she could have come from way further. She did tell me in that conversation that she was afraid of black people. So hearing that, I am grateful that I could come into her space in a way that wasn't alarming. Now, again, was that phrase, did that throw me off? Absolutely. But what's the goal here? To be the stereotype? To To fuel her reason? Or to show her, ma'am, I understand, and I do have relatives still, still alive in that generation, so I get what was going on back then. Um, and I can assure you that that is something that we need to continuously work through. But it's going to take work from both sides, educating conversations and doing so with respect. I left that conversation with her in a great place. Will she vote for me? Probably not. Probably not. But it was a it was a good conversation. And I know she left there more at ease than she was when I walked up. So, so that kind of conversation, me, 
when when Chelsea right there in in the restaurant. You remember that? Yeah. The, the football conversation. Oh, I remember. So it must be you must be the one attracting them. Nobody ever did that to me <laughs> until I got around you. So what what was the football conversation, Herm? So I saw a guy with a Tampa Bay hat on, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I make a small talk. I say, hey, so how do you how do you feel about Tom Brady with with the Bucks? He said, well, I'm not really watching football right now. You know, you would think that football would be the one thing that this country can all get underneath and be together on. And then the conversation was like that. And just like what Chelsea talked about, I could either be the stereotype and be crazy in my mama's restaurant, and then my mom come out there with my ass, or, you know, I politely just get them on out the door. You know what I mean? Sometimes, hey, sometimes you got to pick and choose when and where you want to fight. You know what? <sighs> shout out to you, Miss Chelsea, and uh, shout out to those that are in the position that you're in. And I knew this. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm going to be 100, and this is Lions Den. This is what we're trying to do, right? We have to show our authenticity. Uh, but I know that I was going to say a five, maybe five, ten year younger school right trying to do something positive right trying to get in the community you know knocking doors and everything kissing babies and everything as soon as hey as soon as somebody say you know i don't know about those 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 blacks or them colors then all of a sudden <laughs> you know so i appreciate that because i'm learning you got to understand there's things that i would like to do in the future and in order to do that i know i have to be able to have conversations with individuals that don't agree with me. Now, I'll tell you this, my, I wouldn't say it's a fear, but I, what I know I have to get used to is that now being out the military, I'm going to have to deal with some individuals that don't have that military thought process or that background where they don't give a damn what you think and what come out of their mouth. But now it's going to be up to me. So, you know, they take the low road, you take the high road. And so I have to know going in, waking up every day. All right. Taking a high road. As soon as somebody says something out of line, I smile, say thank you anyway, and going by my business. You see? Yeah. But now this is a question for you. How do you set your emotional boundary? Because everyone has a a tipping point if you understand what i'm saying so how do you set that emotional boundary because listen it ain't too many places you knocking on the door you gonna keep getting those hey black or i don't know about y'all blacky blackity black black how many blacks is it gonna take for you to say you know what my goal is 50 a day i think i'm gonna chill at 30 you get what i'm saying because i don't know what this next house is gonna be on so i need to chill myself out because now my face is, is is about to be out of line so what does it take for you so for me i had to again i surround myself with people who empower me so i'm certain of who i am when i go out there there's nothing that somebody's gonna say that's gonna change me I have to also remember, unfortunately, I joined the Army um, as Obama was elected. So I remember people coming out, and they didn't care that he was our commander-in-chief at all. They said exactly what they felt. They equated the people around us to what they felt, and um, they were in positions of leadership, and there was no respect, no bearing. I've dealt with people who've equated me to deployments and boots and told me I wore these pants longer than, you know, and said very, very nasty things that, one, any service member shouldn't hear. 
any human shouldn't hear. So going through that, there's not too much you can say to me when I knock on your door. I also have to tell you, I carry. So you can say what you want. Wait a minute. Wait, me. wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, the, the conversation is fine, but when it comes to safety, I'm not going to play with you. I have babies to go home to, you know. So do I, I don't mind bowing my head. You, no problem, ma'am or sir. I apologize. I, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and end this conversation and walk on off. Once I walk to that car, though, <laughs> you know, just go on with your conversation, stay on your lane, I'm going to stay in mine. In the state of Tennessee, you can have a weapon in your car and you are absolutely legal. And um, I don't mind if I'm put in a position where I'm in fear for my life, I will protect that. But, you know, I just breathe, respect opinions even when they differ, and lean on, you know, my mama loves me, my friends love me, I'm, go- I'm all right. And that's what matters, for real, at the end of the day, because, yeah, I, I get it. Well, look, y'all, give me one second, okay, because I need to make sure we get this in. Ladies and gentlemen, before we uh, wrap up this show, we got one, one last sponsor we got to give a special shout out to, okay, but for them, medical coding and billing, make sure y'all give them a call if you're interested in getting into the medical field without holding on to massive, massive amount of debt. Give them a call. All right. They have the virtual learning. So if you can hear my voice right now, that means you can be a part of this training. They're going to help you or be able to help you with HIPAA compliance and patient rights and responsibilities, billing termination and uh, uh, termin- uh, terminology. Excuse me. Hey, that's a problem if you can't say terminology. But anyway, but charge entry, so forth and so on. But make sure you give Miss Yvonne a call. Her number is 618 825 Eight one seven three. One more time, eight or six one eight eight two five eight one seven three. Call them now. Right on and right on. Now, whoo, boy, this has been a this this has been a crazy show. I was not expecting this, but I'm glad because I'm learning, and I'm sure individuals that's listening is learning too. So I want to thank you, ma'am, for taking the time on. Now, hey, Big Will, why, why you're uh. While your phone is still up and, and Adam, you got a last word or, or comment? I'd just like to say, Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on and just showing us a piece of you. Um, Looking us into your life and things that you are doing that's going to benefit the city of Clarksville. So thank you for offering up yourself. But most importantly, thank you for not changing who you are and showing people it's okay just to be you. Uh, being from North City, St. Louis, I will say, and being in the military, you have to put on a different mask. And you have to have a lot of self-restraint because people will try you just to be able to point out your reaction versus the action. And that's something it's called, to me, the emotional trap. And we have to be very aware of those things, not to fall victim to things like that. But like you said, when you get to your car, it's a different situation. Um, but thank you for coming on. Hey, I wish you the best. I will be in Clarksville next month, so I will be trying to holler at y'all. Hard, hold it down, but appreciate you. All right, right on, right on. Hey, Big Herm, what you got, bro? Hey, Chelsea. First off, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I knew that what you would, what you had to come on today was going to add value. I didn't know much about the the circuit clerk position, but now now I know, and I'm now informed. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are informed because you're absolutely right. It's a travesty that we pay these people and we just don't know what they do. 
And I love your analogy about Big, Big Macs, I mean McDonald's. And you're talking about upsizing. <laughs> you were talking about upsizing, uh, or upcharging, and letting people know what they can what they can get from that position. Because I, I really didn't know about any of that stuff. So absolutely, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm riding, I'm riding for you, and I know a lot of people in the city are riding for you, cheering for you. So keep pushing. Right on, right on. So, ma'am, if there's any last words or if there's a message that you would like to get out there, you know, to the audience or, or individuals that are, are going to watch this later on, what would it be? I have about two or three things. My first would be um, don't pre-disqualify yourself from anything. I have a lot of things. I used to introduce myself by my fault. So I would tell people, hi, I'm Chelsea, and I'm a single mom. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I graduated late. You know, I was a teen mom. Don't introduce yourself by your flaws. Don't disqualify yourself. Speak to your strengths and work from there. Um, you, we've been shown a whole new level of what uh, what is allowed professionally, right? So don't disqualify yourself based on what people have said about you or said to you. Also, um, be the change you want to see. Don't wait on somebody else, you know. Um, if, was it, if not now, then when? Or, and if not me, then who? I live by that. Like, I, I feel that. Sometimes I have to look at it to be sure, but I feel that. I'm not waiting on somebody to save me because they're not going to. You know, I, and I want to do my best to connect people and connect issues and resources. And lastly, it doesn't matter what the position is. It doesn't matter what the title is. We as a people deserve integrity, accountability, and accessibility. Whatever services are out there, we deserve to know that they are honest, that they are be being given to everyone, regardless of disability, skin color, age, anything, uh, education level. You, we all are deserving of the services that our that we're electing people into, the protection that we're electing people into these positions, the decisions to be made fairly and impartially for the positions that we're electing these people into. So don't be afraid to find out who serves your city, your state, your county, and hold them accountable. And if, when it comes to voting, if you don't see someone who you feel is worth voting, don't waste your vote. Vote for the best person. But next time, you be that person. Mm. See? Message. There it is. One more time for those in the back. Message. That's the deal. That's the deal. Be the change that you want to see. Ma'am, I want to thank you for being on. All right? Then on the den, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Chelsea Camp, and those of you that are in the Tennessee area, no, let me stop, the Montgomery County area, right? Vote for Chelsea. And also, get ready for yourself. Vote for yourself 2021, okay? Let's see what you can do. Because those of you that are voting locally, you will see all of the positions that's open. I did the same thing. Just looking at the information, there's like six different positions that only have one person on the ballot. So that means no one is going against them. So how about you give them something to run for? You get what I'm saying? Give, give, give them something. All right. But those of you that joined in and that's still in, I want to thank you all for being a part of the den. Again, you could have been anywhere, but you happen to be here with us tonight. So you enjoy the rest of your weekend and we will see you next week. Right on and right on. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, 
If you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.